0: Hello, and welcome to episode one of Take These Songs. My name is Matt Alano-Martin, and I will be your host for this podcast about music lovers and the songs that they are committed to. It's pretty simple, really. Guests bring four songs that they love, songs that fall under the categories of something old, something new, something borrowed, and something blue. Something old is any song that is at least 25 years old. Something new is a song that was released within the last year. Something borrowed is a cover, and something blue doesn't necessarily have to be a sad song. It can be, but it doesn't have to be. Something Blue, for the purposes of this podcast, is any song that the guest has a strong emotional memory or connection with. Our first guest is Mike Adams, and I cannot tell you how excited I am to have Mike be the kickoff guest for the podcast. You probably already know Mike from one or more of his albums released under the moniker Mike Adams at His Honest Weight including the newly reissued 10-year anniversary edition of his debut album, Oscillate Wisely, available now on Joyful Noise Records. But what you'll find out from this episode is that not only is Mike a fantastic songwriter and musician, he's also a thoughtful, reflective, and introspective music fan. An absolutely perfect first guest for Take These Songs.
1: Hi, Matt. Thanks for having me on the show. It's me, Mike Adams. I'm really happy to be here. Uh, I'm going to start with my choice for um, something old, which I found was the most difficult category to choose a song for because there's a lot more to choose from. <laughs> you know, like uh, there's a lot more old songs than new ones. They just keep a- stacking up. Every year, there's more. It's insane. I was, I really struggled actually to find which old song I wanted to pick because I like a lot of different kinds of things. And, uh, I was trying to let the rest of my list influence me. And, you know, I don't know, whatever else. You know, you try, to, when you try to pinpoint something, it can be difficult. So, because it represents you for a moment. But like everyone else, I recently watched the Beatles Get Back movie. Peter Jackson from The Lord of the Rings. You know that guy? he made the Beatles Get Back documentary, which was great, I loved it, and it got me on a real Beatles kick, digging back through. But yeah, my something old song is the Beatles' real love. When I was a kid, I loved the oldies radio station. That was the one I gravitated towards. I was a kid in like the late 90s, 1990s. Um, So there was a lot of real aggressive, um, scary music on the radio back then. And I gravitated more toward like Dion and the Belmonts. (laughs) That was more my speed. But anyway, uh, that was also around the same time as like the Beatles anthology stuff and the people who were nostalgic for the Beatles thing were at the right age when I was a kid for that to be very popular. And I just got so sucked in and bought into the whole like Beatles myth back then. But somehow it always felt like oldies radio wasn't playing the Beatles enough for me. Like they seemed to loom large. Their t-shirts were everywhere. Their images were everywhere. I knew a lot of, Beatles imagery, you know, like the Abbey Road album cover. I was very familiar with that image before I ever heard Abbey Road. I knew I was interested in it because it was a part of this world that I was already drawn to. So anyway, all that to say, when the anthologies came out, I was way into it. But Real Love, it was a quote-unquote new Beatles song that came along with Free as a Bird. I have the (laughs) kasingle on my shelf at home now. And I just ate these songs up. I loved them. They sounded old and modern at the same time. I didn't, I was, I didn't know anything about how music was made back then. And so I didn't know, I couldn't have said what I liked about them, but, uh, I knew that something was interesting about it. And then the more I learned about it over the years, you know, like, oh, Jeff Lynn got involved, who I went on to be a major ELO fan. In fact, I got to see ELO right before the, pandemic slammed down on everything my wife and i went to chicago to see elo and i shed a tear during the uh uh opening the the violin solo at the opening of living thing (laughs) i unexpectedly teared up it was so great So the the Beatles get Jeff Lynn involved here and they have this John Lennon demo tape. And basically Jeff Lynn is inventing technology or he's inventing a way to interact with the technology that is going to influence the world in a big way. Not that he's the guy that did it, but he's just doing it on this giant scale that is looming large enough to get to a hillbilly kid like me that lives in a cornfield. And so the more I learn about that the more interested I am in it. The song is beautiful. It you know they really lean into the dynamics of the song. Sonically it's so strange and weird. You know the intro and the the verses are spooky. Like they're spooky and scary. There's this uh you know there's this like harpsichord sound which is an instrument that I don't actually like that much the sound of, but when it works it really wins me over. So this one <laughs> it works. Uh, So I love it and there's all this like heavy drama going on but then when you get to the chorus it becomes this almost Beach Boys influenced like dream like floating through the clouds feeling and it just is so great it's such a great contrast that they fit seamlessly together. I love the song. I love it so much. Uh, it feels good. I think that's why I like it. That's probably, that probably goes for this whole list of all of my, all of my selections here is because they feel good. But, uh, yeah, I love it. It always feels good to me no matter when I hear it and I never get tired of it. Something new is easier to pick because I've been on a real kick with this, um, album Ignorance by The Weather Station, who is a Canadian band. Um, that I didn't know very much about at all. I heard the single from this album, Ignorance. I forget where even somehow it just either a radio show I was listening to, or I heard it online or something. I don't even remember how, it, how it got to me, but, and I don't even remember what the first single was. I just heard it and was intrigued enough sonically by it. It just sounded like something I would be into. And then I'm, I think I saw the cassette. I was at Landlocked Music, our, our fantastic local, record shop uh, here in Bloomington, Indiana, where I live. I was checking out, buying something else, and I saw the cassette, like, it was a real impulse buy. (laughs) It was just on the counter, and I was like, oh yeah, I heard that song and I want to know about this. And the cover looks great, it's kind of dark, and there's some neat photography happening. So I snagged the tape, and I remember my van, I drive an old van, It's it's a 1996 Ford Club Wagon Chateau. It's a beautiful piece of machinery i drive that around but it's got a cassette player a radio stereo cassette deck in the console so i got in the car opened up the tape and put it on and this song that i've chosen robber is the opening track on the album One of those things that like immediately it was just like, oh, okay, this Everything is the right time for this song. It was like, this is driving music. Uh It has that, it has a real sort of wide open feel to it. It's dark and dramatic, but not melodramatic. I ended up buying the digital version from Bandcamp. The top Bandcamp comment is... um The atmospheric arrangement of this album feels like a summer storm brewing, like kinetic weather. And I agree with that, actually. I think this really does have kind of a stormy, like low, low, thick clouds on the horizon kind of feel to it. It was released in February of 2021, so... In the midst of the sort of uh, global catastrophe that's happening, uh, coronavirus is what I'm talking about, and uh, other things. Frankly, a lot of things going wrong. But this just felt really cathartic to me. It felt like simultaneously an escape from all that stuff, and also a way to sort of face it you know, on a macro level. Like the feeling of it. It just it's got it's got a good rise and fall. The song never like really crescendos, but it does rise and musically it gets very intricate and interesting. There's a little bit of like a, I don't know if you know that band, Talk Talk, but their last two albums are these crazy, like almost collage, beautiful half song, half ambient arrangement masterpieces, and this feels in line with that to me. It feels kind of like every note is sort of put right where it's supposed to be and it all works together and it just becomes this one Thing. You never believed in the robber You thought a robber must hate you Don't wanna take from you The robber don't hate you You never believed in the robber But the robber never believed in you You were two heads of the same um, I don't know... I don't know the name of this woman who writes these songs. Um, That's the other thing. I don't know much about this band. It is one of those things that um, it just hit me and it felt exactly right at the right time. And I didn't need more context. It was just like, yep, this is good. And I love it. And I want it. So actually, like I said, this is a new thing to me. So I will enjoy digging into it. And I mean, there's a whole back catalog of music here. Her voice is great. Her songwriting is really like subdued, but sharp it feels so good uh, I can't recommend it enough. I never in the when I was young I learned how to make love to the robber to dance with the to from his hand the touch of a lover and the whole record feels good too that's the other thing is that I was rewarded by I have picked up the album because I like the whole thing. It was definitely in the tape deck for a long time without taking it out. Just letting it play over and over again every time I was in the car. Uh, it feels good. I love it.
0: Hey everyone, Matt here again. Just wanted to jump in for a second and let you know that this episode of Take These Songs is brought to you by the Limestone Comedy Festival. The Limestone Comedy Festival is a stand-up comedy and podcast festival that takes place May 12th through the 14th at multiple venues throughout downtown Bloomington, Indiana. With over 30 shows featuring over 50 comedians from across the country, this year's headliners include Bob the Drag Queen, James Adomian, Caitlin Palufo, and many more to be announced soon. Check out LimestoneFest.com for all the details. Okay, the ad read is complete. Let's now rejoin Mike as he reveals his Something Borrowed and Something Blue selections.
1: For my Something Borrowed choice, I went with Lowe's cover of Al Green's Let's Stay Together, I love Lowe so much. They're one of my favorite bands for the last, like, 20 years. I think they're an American treasure, and more specifically, a Midwest treasure, which is a nice thing to have. Like, you could hold a, you could hold Lowe up artistically to anything in the whole world, and it sort of stands there proudly next to it and holds its own space, which I love, and it kind of gives me a sense of pride. You know, I'm Midwestern. I'm American this represents me in some ways. Amazing. But I love Lowe. I think they're a great band to be a fan of because they're rewarding and they're artistically challenging and they are high quality. And you can follow this arc, not only through their career in this way that's like a fun story, but you can follow the arc of their music artistically. It kind of takes you collectively, every album for 20 years takes you on this Journey of who they are and what the world is, and I don't know, just an interpretation of, you know, big ideas. And I think they're experts at it. I'm so in love with you. Whatever you want to. Do. But I chose so their cover right of Al Green's Let's Stay Together. Partly because I cannot stop listening to it uh, since I first heard it. In fact, the first time I heard it, I had gone with my friend Owen Ashworth. He's got a band called Advance Bass. He and I went to a venue outside Chicago. I can't remember the name of it now, but it was this tiny little... Oh, I think it's called The Space. This place called The Space, I think is what it's called. It's a restaurant in the front. You sort of walk down this hallway, and in the back is the venue part, and it's really small. I say really small for like a place that Lowe should be playing. <laughs> you know, I've seen some Lowe shows that were in big places. This one was small, it was intimate. There was a bar on the side, and then it's basically just an open room with some standing tables, all very nice, but uh, modest. And Owen and I went to the show. We were both are big Lowe fans, and so it, we were over the moon. This was great, amazing. Lowe's right there on this stage, just sounding maybe the best i've heard them sound it was incredible but in the midst of the show they played this cover and i couldn't believe how cool it was they do a lot of cool covers over the years they've got a collection of covers on like you know the b-sides of 7 inches or whatever uh, and they're all interesting and fun and and they choose songs well but let's stay together not only to just feel good because it's a great song but on the album that they were touring or maybe the album previous they they were singing lyrics where they specifically name drop al green (laughs) i think it's from the come on album so (laughs) i'm getting esoteric for you but on the come on album they have a lyric about al green they were on tour he now for the ones and sixes album uh at the show i think unless i'm getting all confused there's a lot here but uh they played let's stay together at the show and it was it you know everyone loved it because everybody knows that song really showcases Mimi Parker's voice in this way that, um, you know, their own songs, they have a real particular way of writing a song. And the way they sing together influences the way the melodies go and influences the tricks they can pull while they're singing together. But when they do this cover, Mimi Parker is able to kind of lean into this R&B stuff that her voice can do that I think is really nice. She's got such a soft warm voice and it's nice to see it flex a little bit like this. So after the show, I just went online and like Googled like low let's stay together live or whatever. I can't remember what, but I found a video that from some promo thing they did and where they covered it in a studio. So it sounded pretty good. And it was just a live recording of them covering it. And I like ripped the audio so I could listen to it over and over again. And then within like a year of that, they, recorded a studio version of it and released it as a single and I bought it right away and it's so much better even than the live version. They just really pushed it into that like dreamy, weird territory. I'm, I, I'm struggling trying to think of what to compare it to, but it's a familiar sort of just very swimmy, like lightheaded, thick, atmosphere, dreamy song it feels so good and i listen to it a lot <laughs> just to just to like just cuz i know it's like oh here's a here's a good feeling that's been bottled for me that i can have access to anytime i just need a little zap of something that feels comfortable and comforting and i don't know kind of transports me into this sort of unknown world but that i'm feeling good in take on a familiar song the drums sound underwater and the music sounds kind of like detuned and wobbly but not challenging it's really inviting and yeah it just feels so good and that's that's my choice here for something borrowed low masterfully covering al green's let's stay together okay i couldn't do a um you know playlist or song selection exercise without picking a Starflyer 59 song. It wouldn't be right. So for my Something Blue song here, I've chosen Starflyer 59's We Want It Bad from their 1999 EP, Fell in Love at 22. I was a kid, teenager, well, you know, from zero to 18, I was very much steeped in a world of Christian music. I had access to secular music, worldly stuff, but I was zealous and I um, thought I knew exactly who I was and where I was headed. And so I just stuck to Christian music. And then when I got a little older, I got into Christian rock and started poking around see what I was into. I also, around the age of 17, became very sad. (laughs) Sorry to say. Uh, I don't know. You know, things happen. Things kick in. Chemicals start squirting into your brain that weren't there before. And so I became a little bit of a melancholic teenager. Tale as old as time. But around that time, I was just digging into a lot of music and finding out what I like. I was in high school now, so I had friends who could Share things with me and influence me. And a friend gave me a cassette tape of a Starflyer 59 record and I loved it. I didn't, I I remember listening to that cassette, just a dubbed cassette in my room, in the little cornfield where I grew up, sitting in my bedroom, uh, like on the end of my bed with my dresser in front of me and the boom box on top of the dresser. And I listened to the whole record and it was like, uh, the feeling was, I can't believe something can sound as sad as I feel. And it felt like a real release. It felt like a real sort of expression, even though I was only taking something in, I did feel relieved by it. And so because of that, I often say that Starflyer 59 is kind of the band that set me free uh, in terms of how I could think about myself and how I could think about music and how I could think about my feelings and all kinds of stuff Uh, in the world, the whole world. uh, It's a big deal (laughs) to me. that, That matters to me. I then, after I had that dubbed cassette, I then dived in hard to this band, Starflyer 59. I lived in Claypool, Indiana, and I had to drive to Fort Wayne, Indiana, to find the best selection of Christian rock CDs. <laughs> so that's like a 45-minute drive, and I remember a couple times on a, like a Saturday when I didn't have to work, or you know whatever, just sometime when I had a moment to myself, maybe in the summer, I would occasionally take a day. And drive by myself to Fort Wayne and go to the Christian bookstore that was this enormous Christian bookstore and just rifle through like the Christian alternative rock CDs, all the punk and hardcore CDs. But one time I was up there and I grabbed Fell in Love at 22 because it was cheap. It was like, oh, $4.99 for five Starflyer songs. Sure, I'll take it. Let's see what's up. This is another driving moment, but I got in the car. I had like a Walkman, you know, (laughs) with a cassette adapter for my Ford Escort at the time. And I put the CD in and just drove 45 minutes home and listened to the CD, I think two or three times in a row. I forget. It's not very long. But the whole EP has this like suspended uh, droney. It's not a droney album, but it's got this droney feeling to it that is repetitive and meditative. For me, it felt like, oh, I'm allowed to just sit in this feeling, in this moment of like, being sad a little bit, being feeling blue. I don't have to try my hardest to escape that feeling. I can just sort of feel it and feel relief from it in just existing in it for a while. And so this EP came to mean a lot to me for that reason. This song in particular, We Want It Bad, it kind of took a while for it to jump out to me because it's just part of that feeling that the whole EP sort of has. Like the opening track, Fell in Love at 22, it's got this real kind of John Lennon feel to it. And it was a single basically from the full length associated with this. So that one stood out. The third track EP Nights just is really bombastic and um, is the most dramatic. And that one at the time stood out to me. It felt great. The fourth track is this song called Traffic Jam. That's 15 minutes of just like instrumental guitar soloing, but in the way that I exactly like. So it took a while for We Want It Bad to jump out to me, but I think it has become my favorite Starflyer song. Uh, if I had to ever pick a single one I think it might be this one because it just you know the lyrics are about wanting something else or not settling for something but not in a decisive way in a way that's like well we do want more than we have and it stops there in a way that feels like okay yes I feel that (laughs) And then by the end of the song, you get into this song, layered. I didn't know anything. I'd, I'd never heard about Pink Floyd by that time, but you get in this sort of like Pink Floyd moment where there's just a vibe with guitars kind of swirling around it, and they're beautiful and chimey and heavy and intricate, and you can hardly tell one from the other one, and it's just this melodic stuff that just almost like Debussy, like it's just this melodic stuff that sort of swirls around and you can follow the swirl, but you can't like grab a hold of it. And I really love that feeling of it. Yeah, the suspended animation of this song, not only does it uh, sometimes uh, represent my blues, my blue feeling, but it also can relieve it in a way that uh, nothing else quite can. So that is my choice for Something Blue, Starfly 59's We Want It Bad. Thanks for having me, Matt. I've had a fun time doing this. It's been really nice uh, digging through some tunes like this. Bye.
0: We did it, everybody. First episode in the books, in the can, and hopefully in your heart. Thank you to Mike Adams for being our first guest. And as I said at the top of the episode, we really couldn't ask for a better guest for the first episode of this podcast. Mike, I appreciate you doing the podcast and your thoughtful approach to it. And while I'm at it, I just I appreciate you, Mike Adams, and all of your Mike Adamsness. Don't ever change. Don't ever stop being Mike Adams. Do it for me. Do it for you. Do it for everyone. We all love you and all your Mike Adamsness. Also, everyone out there listening, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for checking out the very first episode of Take These Songs. I'm very excited about this podcast. I think it's going to be a really cool way to examine the way that music affects us and stays with us throughout our lives. And I'm just very excited for the episodes we have coming up. Very, very cool stuff coming your way. No spoilers. You'll have to tune in next week and see who we bring to you. Take These Songs was created and hosted by me, Madelano Martin. Our theme and incidental music are courtesy of Dagan Thorgeson and his instrumental space rock project, Go to Space Die. Check out Go to Space Die and the new release Red Air Don't Care on Bandcamp. I highly recommend it. If you have questions or comments or would like to sponsor the podcast, get a hold of us at takethesongspod at gmail.com. That is takethesongspod at gmail.com. Until next time, this is Matt, hoping that all of you find music to have and to hold.